musical makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. This is the Conquer Local podcast, a show about billion-dollar sales leaders, marketers leading local economic growth, and entrepreneurs that have created their dream organizations. They want to share their secrets of giving you the distilled version of their extraordinary feats. Our hope is with the tangible takeaways from each episode, you can rewire, rework, and reimagine your business. I'm George Leith, and today we welcome Mark Bowden. Mark is a world-renowned body language expert, keynote speaker, and best-selling author. He was voted Global Guru's number one body language professional. Mark's unique gesture plane system of nonverbal communication helps audiences maximize the power of using their own body language to stand out, win trust, and gain credibility every time they communicate. Get ready, Conquerors, for Mark Bowden, coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Mark Bowden joining me from the beautiful city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mark, great to have another Canuck on the call. And... Um, Excited to learn about Truth Plane. We talked a little bit about it in the intro, but I'd love to hear it from your uh, from your side. You know, how did you get this company rolling, and and what's it all about? Yeah, okay. So look, here, here's what Truth Plane is all about. We help people all over the world to stand out, to win trust, to gain credibility every time they communicate, including some of the uh, G7 leaders. And uh, how do we do that? Well, we're doing it via making videos, doing large keynotes webinars, seminars, books, videos, you name it, we're getting the the content out there for you. The, you know, world-renowned body language expert, but you did talk about you're helping people become better communicators and I believe that the whole world is a stage. So tell us how that how that works. Like what's the process that you go through? Yeah, so look, really the body language piece of it is a way into getting on better with people. <laughs> And via that, being a better communicator with them. Really, all it's about is how can you lessen some of the friction that can often happen between human beings? Even when you're trying to get along, friction can come in. And certainly within business, within organizations, you know, you want to reduce that friction. So that's that's what I'm trying to do. But I mainly do that through looking at nonverbal communication as the first entry point, simply because, George, we judge each other on the image that we see in front of us immediately. And if you can make a change to that, you can frame the whole conversation in a more optimistic um, and 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 potentially more valuable way. Mark, I'm sure that business is booming then because all of us are on camera now and COVID made that more of a thing. Yeah, well, look, totally. You know, before COVID, and, and look, you know, I've wanted COVID to be over for everybody else. For me, it's been a bit of a gift, to be honest, because communication training as a general area, which is an area you could put me into easily, it, previously it was something that was nice to do, okay? 
And and look, it's not like, you know, you or anybody out there hadn't had some experience in communication with each other because you're living human beings and we have a mind that's ready for all of that. But then COVID comes along and everybody moves to video if they want to have that immediate effect with people. And you've had no training for video. I mean, not you, George. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're in this melee, you know, all the time. But for the majority of people out there, where was their university lecture on, hey, here's how you communicate via video? And so my work wasn't nice anymore. It was absolutely essential. And so that's been great for me. But here's the other thing that goes along with this, George, is, is, is this isn't going away. Video is now here to stay. And so if you can up your game and up your skill in video, it is absolutely going to see you through for many, many decades to come. So, you know, funny story, uh, but hopefully interesting for our audience. When COVID hit, um, we took our then 450 staff and everybody went home with the exception of me and the CEO. So I spent a lot of time in the office during COVID by ourselves. We we're the only ones there. And it was more just because we're old and stubborn and we weren't going to let a global pandemic take, take us out. You know, we were going to work hard and work our way through it. But now I fast forward to today where we've moved to a bit of a hybrid model where we have some people in the building, depending upon their work function, others are working from home and they can come in and hotel desk or they can come in just to get some social interaction. And I find myself on a morning like this morning when I knew I had to come to the studio to record podcasts, I just worked from home for four or five hours because I, I'm all set up. So even though I was the guy in the office, it was more just my stubbornness, uh, I did have to embrace this working from home component. And I find myself doing it more like last Friday, I didn't go into work. I had a lot of stuff I needed to get done and I was working from home. And so how would you help somebody get their head around this level of communication with, you know, I, I've been communicating and presenting for years. So I kind of almost take it for granted. I probably need some coaching by the way, but how do you help somebody that's just never done it? And they thought that COVID yeah. was going to be a six-month thing and then they'd be back in the office doing the same old stuff. But the world has kind of moved beyond that because we've got two years of habits that have come in. And, and this hybrid thing seems to be the, the thing that everybody wants to do. They want their cake and eat it too, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give you a principle around this that I think everybody can use. And it's quite radical because previously, if I were to say, hey, you're going to communicate professionally with people, you might have thought, okay, so I'm going to get together a really good PowerPoint. I'm going to put on my best clothes, you know, suit, jacket. You know, I'm going to dress myself right up. I'm going to be situated in the office. It's going to be super corporate. Well, here's the reality now is personal is the new professional. So I think there is now potentially an advantage for you to be delivering certain presentations, not all, from home. There's an advantage to you letting people into your personal environment. Why? Because if you let us into, our, into your personal environment, we see more of your values, the things that are most important to you. And if we see your values and they align with ours, we trust you immediately. We trust you taking in just an image of you in your home, suddenly we see you with maybe, hey, you, you know, your kids. And suddenly I go, oh, hang on, 
They've got kids as well. I've got kids. We share responsibility. Hang on. If we share the same kind of responsibilities, maybe I can trust him. And you don't need to say anything. It's rather like that thing of like, tell me I can trust you without telling me I can trust you. It's like, okay, well, I'll show you where I live. How how would that be? So look, George, it, this... Uh, you know, we all know the reasons why sh displaying ourselves and being more personal is a risk, but there is a massive upside to it as well. And I think that's the world we're in right now. Well, I remember our CEO and I were on a call with some bankers here about two years ago, right at the beginning of COVID. And we were, it was some high level discussions around you know, fundraising and, you know, maybe we do an IPO and all this sort of stuff. And the, the banker's daughter comes into the shot with one of those plastic bats and starts to just beat him upside the head. And some people would say, well, that, that's unprofessional, but we have a lot of empathy because all of us were living from home. It was only a matter of time till the dog jumped on me on, on my call. So, you know, we now have to embrace this, but I, I've been noticing something in, you know, you being in Toronto and me being in Saskatoon and us being Canadian, I'm sure we watch hockey. And when we yeah. go to Hockey Night in Canada and watch Ron McLean and Kevin Bieksa and the team, um, when they are shooting themselves at home, I'm starting to see a different background. I'm starting to see, you know, some photos of the family and like things that you would have in your office are now showing up in your virtual view. And that's that same thing of the kids don't have to come in the shot and a dog doesn't have to jump apart me across me from me. We could maybe have those photos in the background, but basically what we used to do in our office to make it colloquial, we're now doing on video. Is that something you're seeing as well? Yeah, and not only am I seeing it, I'm suggesting people do it and they do it on purpose. Now, look, I'm not saying you cut a picture out of a magazine, you put it in a frame and pretend it's, you know, it, it's your your husband and your kids or your wife and your kids or your partner. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, don't don't, you know, print out pictures of dogs and stick them up if you don't have those dogs. But what what I'm saying is 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 you need to understand that we need to align our values in order to make any strong decisions. Look, if you're working with a banker, George, you, look, you can get money anywhere, quite frankly. It's not like they're not printing a lot of it. You can go to a bunch of places and get money. The key is, is who do you trust to work with around your money for the rest of your life? And, and we can make those decisions really easily. I've met people live and I've been partners with them for life, best friends. And you knew it in that moment. You went, this is going to be good. This is going to be okay. You knew it in that moment. Well, here's the issue. Like, how are we going to do that virtually? Are we just going to give up? on the idea of you will meet somebody and go, you know what, I think we could run a business together. This is feeling good. Because you've got to be able to do that virtually because many of the meetings you're going to have are virtually. Many of those serendipitous meetings are going to happen via a camera. And so you need to display to other people, look, here's my value system. We used to do it kind of in restaurants. Mm -hmm. We'd go We'd have a meal and I'd go, yeah, like I saw, you know, there was a misorder there and I saw how George treated that waiter and he was, he was super calm. Like he didn't lose it at all. And there was a bad mistake that happened there and he didn't lose it at all. He was very genuine, very calm, treated the person great. This is somebody I could work with. Well, look, it's the same when that kid comes in and starts beating up their dad, who's a banker. It's like, <laughs> 
well, you know, this is potentially a very unprofessional situation. But actually, it shows you how this person deals with stress and pressure, doesn't it? And if you go, hey, if he can manage that, then he's going to be, be able to manage some of the difficult conversations that we will undoubtedly have. If we're going for an IPO, like there will be some tricky conversations that go on. And how is that person going to manage it? Well, I saw them manage their kid and they were great. You know, it's a good... It's a good indicator as the way forward. I hope that makes sense. No, I, I love the way that you frame that, where you're saying the way that we used to interact when we could go to a boardroom, we could go to dinner, we could take them to a golf game, all of those kinds of things. It changed, you know, when we were in that moment, we were actually measuring. We were take we didn't maybe even know we were doing it. It just happened. And that's how that rapport was built. Now that all has to happen on purpose and, and on video. You talk about persona complexity. Let's, let's go into that a little bit. I want to understand that because we're doing a lot of work right now around personas. We've talked about it on the show. We've had experts in on ideal customers and making sure that you're going after the right customer. Then there's personas within that customer base. What are you speaking about when you say persona complexity? Yeah, lovely question. So look, you've probably heard of the idea of Zoom uh, stamina or Zoom fatigue, more likely, that, it, that being on a video call is stressful for people. And part of that stress comes from what I call persona complexity, which is, look, I, I'm in my home right now talking to you right now, but I'm at work, okay? So, you know, this is my job that I'm doing, and yet I'm at home. And I didn't ever expect, really, I'd ever be doing this job from home, but here I am. And there's the version of me at home, and there's the version of me at work. Well, which one am I? Well, I'm all of them. There's a version of me that talks to my mum and dad on the phone, and, and he sounds not very much like this. He, he's not... He's not super different from this, but radically different enough that you, if I was that version of me, that persona, that part of me, George, you'd kind of go, who have I got here? This isn't the same Mark as I was talking to before. Now, again, am I cheating you? Are, are, they, are they different from each other? No, they're all facets of me. Well, here's what happens is that I get on a business call with you like I'm on right now, but I'm sitting at home right now. So my brain goes, well, what are, you, what are you trying to do? Are you at home or are you at work? Which one is it? Well, this became complex the moment COVID hit. And so what you need to do is simplify some of that complexity. Here's one way that I do it, because I'm literally sitting in my upstairs living room talking to you right now, but I am wearing my work suit. This is the same suit that I would be wearing if I was doing a keynote in front of you, if I'd made a video for you and your organization. If I walked into your office as a consultant, I would be wearing exactly what I'm wearing right now. And that helps me understand that, yes, it's complex, but there is a bias towards the work version of me right now. Now, it isn't that the home version isn't here right now because you're literally in my home right now. <laughs> So, 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 and, and there's a beauty to that because the work me can let you into my home. And that's really special because that means you've now got a social responsibility to me that triggers you with a sense of, I can't just walk out on Mark. I've got to be polite. I've got to be a little bit more compliant because I'm in his home 
right now. Again, I hope that makes sense to you, George. No, it makes a lot of sense. You know, some of the tips that we've been hearing is you, you know, if you're going to really work from home, you, you shower, you put on your work clothes, you, you know, the joke is that I, you know, I haven't worn pants in two years kind of thing. Well, how did that work out from you when you inadvertently jumped up in the middle of a nine person zoom call on one of the biggest presentations of your life and you're wearing your boxer shorts? Like it just, um, you know, having that dialed in where you follow a bit of a routine, even though you're at the house, you have the work version of you and it's going to mingle a little bit because, you know, we've been on. When we uh, record these episodes, we do them over the course of one day, and we've had a lot of background noise. Once it was the kids playing basketball, and another time it was the neighbor's cat, and then there was some construction going on. I think we're used to that stuff now, but the more that we can dial ourselves in to find work me and make sure that we're in our work me mode seems to make us more effective. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. And, and I think you've hit on something really important there, which is having those transition rituals. I, I put on my suit. You said to people, hey, you know, maybe, you know, get washed, have a shower. You know, now those those transition rituals happen in many, many religions, for example. When you walk into the temple, you wash. Now, why? Because you're dirty? No, because you're making a transition from one world to another world. There's the secular you, and then there's the spiritual you. And, and your brain needs to make that change, and it does it via some nonverbal indicators. In, in the case that I'm giving there, some literal bodily washing. You know, maybe in Anglican churches, you walk through an archway and you see different colored light around you. And, you know, it's a big, big building and suddenly your body opens up and there's a sense of awe and inspiration. And we kind of have to do the same thing in transitioning from the home us to the work us. But the tricky thing is, is we're still in our own home. So, George, I don't have the solution for every individual out there. But the principle is, what do you need to do to trigger yourself into those transitions from the personal you into the work you? However, don't lose too much of the personal you. It is now a much finer, more interesting balance I think, to be had for anybody working. As a body language expert, um, you've, you've been put in a lot of different situations. Like you, you've worked with different companies, you've worked with different individuals. I, I have a challenge for you. I've been so excited to do this episode because I need help, Mark. I, so I have this problem. Um, I have resting bitch face. And uh, we've tried everything. Like we've tried Botox, we've tried laser treatments. I'm like, no, I was just made this way. This is just the way that I look. So I'm hoping that you might help me. Yeah, let me see if I can. Uh, look, the thing is, is that um, everybody uh, has these behaviors that they do unconsciously. And the first step that you've done, which is the right one, is you've now become conscious of it. You're saying, hey, I'm giving it a name and I want to do something about it. Listen, George, most people never even take that step of going, hey, I want to do something about this. Now, what you've done, which is not a bad idea at all, is to go, look, there's a, there's a smiling face, a happy face, a wide-eyed face. I can do that, so let me practice doing that. Now, the issue with that, not that it's completely the wrong way to go, is you know, your resting face, which is negative, that's going to be happening unconsciously and from a thought process. Because probably, here's my guess, 
because my guess is, is actually you're probably a bit of a serious thinker. You're a pretty thoughtful guy and stuff can be happening around you. And you're like, yeah, there'll be thoughts going through your head and that shows through in your face. Here's what I'd like you to do, okay? Whenever you want to show up without having that negative face, I want you to do a trick called My Friend's Amazing, which is whenever you're hearing what somebody's saying, yeah, you can be thinking about it, but also have the thought process, process in your head going, that is amazing what you're saying. I love what you're saying there. That is fantastic. My friend is amazing. And you know what, Judge? Because we can see each other on camera at the moment. When I started saying those words to you, you had this huge smile on your, on your face. So I know when I say those words, it triggers you into a natural smile. Just trust me. Just try that for me. And anybody out there listening, try it as well. You'll see it makes a great difference to you. So I think you said, thank you so much, by the way. That's going to be a game changer for me because I've been trying to fix this for 52 bloody years. But <laughs> I wanted to run that example because it's a true thing. And what, what you talked about was the methodology to make the change. So the other thing that I have a tendency to do is when I sit, I, I maybe lean to one side or I have a tendency to slouch because I've got bad posture. And why I'm paying attention to this is because of this bloody camera that I'm now forced to work on on a daily basis before when I would notice is if there happened to be a mirror in the office that I was visiting a customer in or the board, and there isn't a lot of mirrors in offices or boardrooms, so I wasn't quite noticing. But the, the video that we're doing, if we go back and do film review, we start to identify some of these other items and then you just put together a, a play, which is my friend's amazing to get me to open up and smile, but we could do the same thing with a slouch, we could do the same thing if you don't stand up straight. Um, if people want to learn more from you, Mark, because you've just solved a 52-year problem of stubborn old George, it's never going to happen again. You know, how can people get a hold of you to get some help just like you helped me today? Yeah, super easy. Just visit me at truthplane.com, T-R-U-T-H-P-L-A-N-E, truthplane.com, or Google Mark Bowden. You'll find me there and link in with me if you like. Anyway, you'll find me. Do have a conversation with me. Great having you on the show. Thanks for joining us on the Conquer Local podcast. My pleasure, George. Good to see you. As you can tell, I'm pretty fired up. We'll get to Mark solving my 52-year problem in just a moment, but let's talk about the idea of planting pieces of your DNA in your virtual work environment on purpose. We don't have to go that far. Just go to Hockey Night in Canada and you can see those virtual presenters that have already done this. It's a best practice. I, I actually don't know if I like the virtual background. It's almost like, what the hell are you hiding back there? I know that that's not your background. I can see the green screen stuff around your head. I see the halo. So showcasing who you are is what we used to do in our office. Like we had that picture of our family that was given to us to put up in our office. We have that in our virtual background. We have some books that we're reading. We have some things that make us human. I think it's such an important piece. And I'm glad that Mark brought that up. Showcasing who you are creates common ground and generates trust before you even start the meeting. It's like subliminal. Simplify complexity. Working from home can intertwine your work self and your home self. I remember a sales leader of mine years ago saying, working from home is an oxymoron. You go to work and you don't work when you're at home. Well, COVID changed all that. So now we've got our work self in our house. 
And we have to understand that we have that commitment to working at home and we have to come up with some rituals or some habits to get us in the mindset. So some of the suggestions that Mark had was wearing your work clothes, setting up your space, making sure that you have those transitions that gets your brain into thinking, oh, you're at work now. So now you dial in that work self and you turn off the home self. Now, let's go to that miracle. It was a miracle on the Conquer Local podcast. You just witnessed it moments ago. 52 years of resting bitch face. Numerous times where I almost got into fights with people that thought I was angry at them when I was staring blankly across a bar. But no, that's just the way I look. And now, with my friends amazing, I look happy all the time. And what you found there is an expert in Mark Bowden And what he did was he gave me some simple cues that can really impact how we portray ourselves. And that's part of doing film review. That's part of doing an air check of your calls. That's something that we've been talking about for years. If you see yourself with a bad habit on a call, sometimes we need to go find an expert like Mark Bowden. So that is a great example of how you saw that coming to light right in front of your very eyes, but you're going to have to visualize it because this is an audio recording. If you liked Mark's episode discussing communicating in a hybrid work environment, let's continue the conversation. Check out episode 416 with Jerry Acuff, where he talks about empathy in sales. Or episode 356 from my buddy Jason Forrest, emotional intelligence in sales. Please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thanks for joining us this week on the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast presented by Vendasta. Guest discovery by Zoe Schneider. Marketing by Rory Lawford and Nicole Lozon. Produced by Brett Clarenbach. Executive producers Brendan King, George Leith and Colleen McGrath. Recorded at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.